Hi, and welcome to A Noble Path. This is Kai and Cora. Today Hi. we are talking about death. So, um, before we'd like to start, we just have a little dedication to this podcast. Um, today's podcast is going to be dedicated to Nathan Abone. He passed away tragically this Monday night. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and friends. Nathan was a great friend, wrestler, son, brother, and student. And his memory will live forever in our hearts. So, Cora, how are you doing? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's been a rough week. It's been a rough week. I mean, well, honestly, for you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's been rough. The whole death subject, you know, losing Nathan on Monday night. When did you find out again? I found out Tuesday afternoon because I guess Ryan heard it in the locker room and he texted me and I thought he was lying at first, like Mm. lying to me. I thought it was like to scare me because just a bit of context here. um, Nathan came over Monday night, hours before he died, and sold me shrooms which like I we didn't know for a while but that's what we were afraid that he overdosed on like laced shrooms and so it was just terrifying but I actually found out today there was a Percocet oh oh I wasn't aware of that but yeah yeah, no it was it was real scary (laughs) um Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, knowing you saw him that same day, it must leave a, a bit of a thought on your mind, I guess. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I I don't know, man. It's just, you don't know how to start talking about it fully, you know? Like, yeah, and yeah, it's definitely, like, I guess, like, coping to talk about it when it's, like, mm-hmm. like, it definitely hits close to home for, like, a lot of people who abuse substances yeah or like people who know people who abuse substances yeah no seriously yeah yeah Yeah, because knowing all all the people that i know like thinking you know they could just choose the wrong thing someday and it's all over you know frothing Mm -hmm. at the mouth like it it doesn't it it's scary because you know you always think you have what 74 years or so before you know you kick the barrel <laughs> bucket Definitely. not barrel, <laughs> and, barrel. <laughs> and it's just over it's but it's just, just you realize that you could just go right now and it be okay with the whole universe especially as there are like certain aspects of like your life that lead to an earlier death whether that's like um like obesity, unhealthy diet, lack of exercise, um, substance abuse is a huge one. Um, even just like driving, being in a car in a place where you're not walking everywhere, that's incredibly dangerous. Like people die, like all you can die whenever. It's yeah, crazy. you can literally just die. Like I could put this pillow over my face right now. Pass the fuck <laughs> I mean, like it's. I don't know. You know, like, I sound stupid because everyone knows this type of shit, but it's just crazy because everyone you knows don't, this shit. Yeah, you don't realize until it hits so close to home, and then you realize, oh, my God, our lives are so impermanent. 
Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, it's just, you're gone. Like, do you ever exist after that? Do you ever exist before that? Because, you know, like, our brains work to have memory, right? But I was having a thought the other day while I was doing my thing, and I was thinking, you know, if I were to go back in the past, were the people who are dead still be there? Well, they have never existed once they're gone. Do they only exist in the part of your mind? Does reality really live by that kind of delusion? I don't know. (laughs) It's just like, you just get these, like, terrible, like, intrusive thoughts after something like that happens. And it's like, like, for a while now, I've been thinking, like, like, I could have stopped his death, you know, like, seeing him yeah. only hours before. I was oh one of the last God. people who ever saw him. All that guilt. And it's like, like if, I, if I just told him, like, like, stay safe tonight, like, I feel like things would have been different. You know, yeah. and then, like, if I had the knowledge I have now, I could have gone back. But it's <sighs> just, like, things didn't happen that way, and it's terrible. Yeah. It, it was a I'm shock sorry. to all of us. Yeah. I mean, I I wish there was something better someone could say than I'm sorry. Because every time you hear that, regardless of what reason it's for, when someone hasn't done something wrong, it's like, it's never a real, it never feels real. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a warm hug. It feels, I don't know. But yeah. it's just, yeah, you, you constantly think that you can just, you could have changed it. You could have yeah. made it gone differently after it's already happened. And it just, it's scary. Because he was 16 or 17? 17. Only a junior. I mean, that's, that's crazy. And it's, it's like, crazy. and it feels it feels terrible talking about it in a way that like like how it affects me because it seems it seems selfish almost like you it's not a, it's not about me but at the same time like i being so close to him on that night like it's terrifying because that could have so easily have been me I when know. at the point we thought it was the shrooms that were laced I took some that night. If I had just, yeah. if if it was the shrooms that were laced and I had just taken more, like that, I would have ended up with Nathan as well. Or if, like the sh- if it was the shrooms that were laced and we went ahead with our plan to do shrooms together, that could have been all of us. Yeah, that could have been me and you, and oh Shelby. God. Yeah, like, all of them and Millie. Like, oh my oh god. My god. It's it's insane. I can't even tell you. I mean, when I when I told Millie about that, it was like, I, like she could not like. It's just insane. Mm-hmm. Like it could have been all of us. What have what have we experienced, man? It's so crazy to me. We Something, were so close to that. Yeah, we were so close to that with all of our dreams of you becoming a, you know a. <laughs> Uh, old-fashioned cowgirl and me becoming a, <laughs> a, a, a Italian housewife. I mean, what what would we have meant to anyone? And why mm-hmm. does it matter so little to the 
the universe around us. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, I I get these, I've ever since it happened, I get these episodes where I just start, like, shaking, like, during school, and, like, like I can't, like, it's like I'm seizing. Yeah. And, like, yeah. holy it's shit, just so I've been wild. having that, I've been having that, too. Really? I don't, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, obviously, it's a mixture of cold, too, but. Yeah. I'm, if, if I start thinking hard enough, deep enough. I mean, it's just, it just doesn't, it doesn't stop. Like, your mind just doesn't stop chattering. Like, yes. It's, it's insane. I mean, I don't understand how a human body can fit all of the feelings and thoughts it has, because there's people who have had a million more struggles than I go through in a day. And they handle it so much better. And... I'm still sitting here, yeah, like, shaking and talking about the problems in the world. What the fuck do I know? What is death? What, like, how do, I don't know, you know, it's all relative. Pain is relative. Because someone can be just as depressed, literally living the dream, you know? Right. Because it's all just a matter of how you look at things, what you do to grow. I guess. But you all have to do that under a certain amount of time. And for some people, I guess that's not long. And I don't know if it's just me, but this this death, this loss has hit me much harder than anything else has. Even, like, ones that there was very such a close lack, to me. It was such a lack of... There's such this, a lack of warning. Yeah, because it it's, so it's one of those things where it's like, you know, someone gets to the end of their life, you know... Or and you see someone it coming. Is, like, you see it coming, or someone is probably going to die, and you see it coming. And you see all of this, you know... It, you know, people get to live their whole lives. You see them build up, build up, build up, and they have all all the experiences they could have had. They're ready. They're, they might not be ready, but they're pretty good. But then you just see this person, and he could tell you one day, you know, one day I hope that I'm the best like I'm in the Olympics for my sport and that night he dies like yeah and it's an entire future gone he could have he could have wanted so much so much that no one knew I don't think he wanted to die that night definitely not it's 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 insane I don't want to die tonight you know Mm -hmm. anything could happen and I think it hits so close to home because it reminds us so much of ourselves. I mean, th- we are no stranger to loss, but at the same time, the yeah. loss we've experienced was very expected at a certain degree. Like, yeah, or they had like a whole entire lives built for them or like, like personally, but, but they, but even all of those, they just, it just never leaves your, your mind. It never leaves mm-hmm. the picture. When you look back and I and I think about the certain body movements that only that person, that thing, that something in my life that died would make and I never see that again. It's when you realize that you're forgetting some of it, it's 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 a worse loss than the original. Right. 
I mean, when you realize you don't remember what the smell was, it's just... Yes, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, like, personally, my experiences with death, my older sister died, but it was tragic, yet at the same time, it was very expected. She was born with many birth defects. She was born Mm. without a nose. She was born with a cleft lip, trouble breathing, a hole in her brain. Her brain wasn't Mm. fully formed yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and she was a vegetable. She was blind. She was deaf. She didn't even have Mm. eyes. And Mm. so, like, we knew, like, she could live if she was a vegetable her whole entire life, but we're going to choose to take her off the plug, you know what I mean? And she lived for nine days after that and then died. But we saw it coming versus this. It's it's hard because... You know, like, your parents made that decision, and I'm not someone who's against, you know, anything like a abortion or anything that's like, oh, you're taking away a life too early or before God intended, right? You know, like, the same mm-hmm. that people view pulling the plug. But how do, do you think your parents ever feel guilt? I think so. I mean... Because you, it's, I, it, like, I wonder, like, that's just, that's not even supposed to sound like a dick. I'm sorry if it does, but mm-hmm. I just wonder how, how much, because there must be a lot of thought that goes into it. Yeah, definitely. But I think at the end of the day, you have to think about their quality of life. Mm-hmm. Like, um, for instance, my great grandma, she had, like, at the time she died, my great grandma on my mom's mom's side her quality of life was terrible at the time she died I mean she was demented she was bedridden at the time she had had multiple strokes and we knew it was coming but in a way we also didn't it was so sudden Mm. but we were consoled by the fact that if we were in that position, we would not want to be alive either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same thing with my sister. But it's, but it's then when you look at, you know, this recent situation that it's just like, but, but what do you have to come to think of this? You know? Mm -hmm. Like there's no way to console yourself almost. What is, what, what happens? Like it's, you it's it's why people believe in in god you know cuz there's cuz with with this lack of explanation with all this information we're given as human beings all of this overthinking and able to just just think forever feel forever we have this lack of explanation of any reason that we're here it's no wonder right? that people come up with all these ideas that, that are impossible to prove and impossible to just fully know, you know? It's, it's, yeah. It's why I feel looking into yourself as your creator of your life is better than looking for a bigger picture. That's just me personally, though. I mean, I think I do console myself with that 
like the fact that there's something after life as a Buddhist, like I always think like I'm gonna have another I'm either gonna have another chance at life or I'm going to escape samsara. I'm going to become enlightened and I'm finally like this is what I've been waiting for. You mm. know what I mean? In that's, but I, I also really think... never got into Buddhism, though. It sounds really? so amazing, because I wish that I did, like, you already just speaking. Because regardless of my beliefs, I still can look at every other perspective, trust me. I just, I need to hear it, I guess. So tell me more. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, samsara is the cycle of life. Or it's like mm-hmm. the cycle of lives, plural. Mm-hmm. But... Um, basically the life you accumulate, like the least, or like not the least, but the cycle of life you accumulate no karma on and you become enlightened, which would be being a bodhisattva, which would be a coming Buddha. That's, that's enlightenment. And enlightenment is what you are searching for instead of the cycle of death and rebirth because life is suffering. That's amazing. So that's what you want to escape. It feels like that's, I feel like I've been searching for quote unquote enlightenment. (laughs) I feel like I've been searching for the feeling of knowing and understanding all and just feeling like that's, just within my grasp yet yet it isn't at all mm-hmm. i'm just you know aimlessly yeah. wandering and be like buddhism is a lot more similar to christianity than people think i mean mm. there are buddhist heavens there are multiple buddhist oh, worlds yeah. you can be reborn into which includes a hell which includes a heaven which but yeah. also includes enlightenment so in Buddhism, the goal is not to get to heaven. It is to escape the cycle completely. Wow. Wow. So the goal isn't even to go to heaven. Yeah, which is kind of odd because that also implies that in heaven there is still heaven suffering. heaven is like a purgatory? Is... I'm not Buddhism? sure, like... It's kind of odd because, like, us being raised Catholic, or, like, at least you went to Catholic school. Yeah. Like, thinking of it that way, it's like, like, heaven is supposed to be this place without suffering, without death. Like, without anything bad. Yeah. (laughs) But Buddhism implies that it has that, but... That maybe, maybe Buddhism is implying that eternal happiness isn't what is the most good important thing that's interesting because enlightenment is a mix of everything yeah because saga which is heaven is it's a it's a happy destination which is just a higher level exist of existence than like Mm -hmm. earth which is what we are on right now Mm -hmm. of like past past skillful actions in mm-hmm. like the accumulation of good actions, mm. How, but it, like it proves that even behaving good, having that lack of karma or sin, you can get into heaven. But it's still not what you're aiming for. You're aiming for complete enlightenment. Wow. So that means, but I can't tell if that means 
that it needs to be a mix of the two or that of like good and bad or if it has to be nothing at all about I think it's nothing at all I think it's complete lack of good and bad okay okay but is it but how do you lack like lacking mm, lacking would mean that it's like you know a lack of right so how do you Mm -hmm. get to an enlightenment point without building up that's true are you supposed to lose I think Mm. it's mm, I'm not sure I'm gonna have to do research on that that poses a very interesting question it does we can talk about that in the next episode how about that for sure okay what's next on our outline um do you want to talk about your great grandma Cora oh well, yeah, I, um, gosh, I mean, I was with my ex-boyfriend at a homecoming, and, Oh, you know, it was at homecoming? Yes, Oh, God. Yes. Yeah, but I didn't put enough thought into it that m- night, which, in all honesty, saying that out loud makes me feel like a bit of an asshole, but, you know, I, arguing with my ex because he went into a twerk circle (laughs) and then we sat down and calmed down and hugged and kissed and typed a thing and we were ready to go back to my house for the night you know because we loved each other very much at the time and I sat down to call my father and I asked him yeah hey can you come pick us up and he's like yeah sure but he sounded really off and I said dad is everything all right and he said well your great grandmother's had a stroke and i I said hold on oh my god hold on um what and yeah you know my first thought naturally for some reason i can't tell you why was worried about justin (laughs) because i thought i worried about the fact that you know he's experienced stuff that was having to do with this situation before and I didn't want to freak him out or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to, I didn't know, I didn't know, I don't know much about loss at all, as you know, at the time, like, that was my first big loss leading up to it, you know, spoiler alert, my great-grandmother dies after that stroke, but I just, my first thought was that, you know, death is such a bad thing, I can't let this freak someone who's been through it out, you know? Mm-hmm. So it it was really a learning experience for me because I really just hadn't experienced it. And, you know, I went home for the night. I My dad told me not to worry about it and that she was in the hospital and she's still alive and that he knows nothing beyond that. And so I was like, well, if I have this lack of information, I can't dwell on it and I'll just have to wait till the morning. So wait till the morning. Come to see her because you know my mom gets back. She's tired, telling me all about how bad it is, and I mean I'm just freaked out, you know. But mm-hmm. I go to see her with my mom, and oh god, I mean just you walk you walk down a hallway expecting to see the the face that you know so well, and right. you you see this person who's falling apart, and it's so, so fragile. Scary so scary mm-hmm. and you and I, I I go in there and it's you know she's breathing heavily and uh, part of her her hair looks really like 
messed up and I her face is like you know cocked to the side kind of because you know it's a stroke half of her body mm -hmm. isn't really able to move and I, I come closer to her and she starts like, groaning like making a long like uh type of noise you know but you know it just it just shatters my heart the second I first hear that because it it doesn't sound like her it sounds you know like disturbing really like yeah it's I'd hate to ever say that about her but it didn't even feel like her mm -hmm. it, it just scares you and it I and my mom's like you have to hold her hand and I'm like you know, I, I feel this guilt because in the back of my head, I'm like, I don't want to. I'm scared. Like, I'm mm -hmm. really scared. It's like you don't even know that person anymore. Yeah. It's it's like so it feels scary because it's like, and then you end up feeling guilty for that feeling because it's like, how mm. could I say that? That's supposed to be the person. And I, I hold her hand and it's, it's really warm for some reason, I guess from swelling. Um, I don't know. Because brain swelling is what happens during a stroke, but her hands were really warm. I don't know why, but it's just, it was scary. It was, and, and I came back to see her again, hoping that she'd be awake one of these times. But by the time I was back for the second time, I had found out that she'd become brain dead, mostly. Oh like, my God. Not able to really follow, like, any command. She might open her eyes and they might move, but she's not really there. Mm -hmm. And that's scary, because, you know, the, I think maybe two nights before she died, or maybe the night before she died, I had come to see her, and she, di she didn't wake up this time really much at all, you know, we, my mom had earlier come to play music for her, because she was really big into piano, really, it was really amazing, she had me on her album cover, for it oh really and yeah i have i'll, I'll bring it up at some point but she just it's just so sad you see in you know hearing her play that music i all i could think about was all those stories like gammy would tell me all those songs she'd play that no one else knows how to play like where do you, where do you find it again it's scares right. you because you feel like you've lost part of your history and it's just disappeared now. All those times she sat me down to give me a few piano lessons and you know I didn't care too much well, maybe I should have. Makes you feel like a dick. Yeah, it's like a cultural loss. Yeah, and you know like I over explain all of this and talk about it so in detail because it really was just like my first big thing mm -hmm. you know and I I was a I was a pallbearer for her casket like I I carried it um and that was being asked to do that as someone who had never gone to a funeral really before with like the casket there I guess is like so scary to me I just didn't yeah. know what to say I felt uncomfortable but I I was like okay you know and you just, you walk into that funeral home being told, oh, yeah, sometimes they they look a little different whenever they're 
dead because there's a lot of stuff in them and makeup on their face and you just get freaked out about what you're about to see and then the sight itself is just even scarier because maybe it looks a little too real maybe it looks a little too much like them yeah except like she had orange lipstick not red up. lipstick you know like you know i expected to see the lipstick on her teeth again that she always had Mm-hmm. But the lipstick wasn't there. It was put on perfectly, but but Gammy never did her lipstick perfectly. And I said that to my mom and just broke down sobbing. I just, I couldn't take it. I couldn't stand just, like, looking at her body and, and just looking back up at these pictures of her holding me and smiling and... She hasn't, she hadn't walked in months. And, I mean, the last time I had seen her was the day before she had the stroke. Like, the last time I had seen her normal, day before she had the stroke, and I was, I was high off my ass. I can't tell, I can't even tell you, even when I walked out of that building, I thought to myself, maybe that I shouldn't have, like, been like that for my possibly last interaction. Yeah. I have so much guilt about that. I remember her looking at me and saying I looked beautiful and almost crying because, you know, she thought maybe it was just the last time seeing me, too. And it was, and it just hurts. But, you know... It's terrible. Yeah. But, you know, it's... I don't like the idea of open casket funerals, honestly. I don't like... I don't like... I don't even like... The casket being there. <laughs> I don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't like the concept of how a lot of these things work. I don't like whenever you watch them lower the casket because that just feels demeaning. It just feels. It feels wrong. It feels rude. Mm-hmm. It feels hurtful. It's just sucky. And it's like, what? What do you do? <gasps> yeah. Well, that's my story. <laughs> Okay, um, I'll talk about my great-grandmas. Um, mm-hmm. when it was Thanksgiving break of this year, and we had just gotten to my uncle's house, and it was a very short visit, but we sat down on the couch, and my uncle gets a call, and he's like, we called both my great-grandmas grandma, so he puts the mm-hmm. phone down, and he's like, grandma up in Boston died. And it's so, it's so shocking that, I hate to say it, but I don't think anyone felt too much sorrow for it. We weren't super close to that side of the family. Mm. And although it was a loss we experienced, it was just, it was like strange to even hear that news. Like we never heard much news about her at all. And so nobody really talked about it. Nobody was really sad about it. But what was kind of the last straw was less than 24 hours later, we're going home. We're on the drive home and my mom gets a call. Or actually before that, my mom had a dream that night that my other great grandma died. And she wakes up terrified and like talks to my dad. And she's like, like, check your phone. Did someone call us? Did grandma die? And she, like everyone comforts her like no she's still alive she's doing fine demetria her sister is so watching crazy. her and then we're and then maybe t- 
10 hours later, we're in the car ride home. We have just left. My mom gets a call. Grandma's dead. And we're just all so shocked. And the car is silent. And I think my younger siblings didn't know her as well. But I know, like, me for sure and my mom, we had just, like, tears streaming down our face silently. And I think it took a while for that, like, realization of loss to kick in for my younger siblings because mm-hmm. they didn't seem too concerned about it at all until we go to the funeral and my yeah. sister's just sobbing so loudly and it's just it's terrible you know what i mean yeah no it's it is i mean i i cannot imagine having that dream and then that happening and comforting someone about that dream and that happening mm-hmm. I mean, oh my gosh. It's, yeah. it's, and I remember, I remember like when it happened, I, I had seen like you, you say a few things maybe on your private story or whenever I asked you, and it was just, I cannot, I simply cannot imagine like the shock of it all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like how we were talking about earlier, like, as someone gets older, there is that comfort in knowing that, like, they did live a good long life, which is why sudden deaths or early deaths are so much more, I guess, tragic, but, Mm -hmm. like, we were sad, and then I was like, like, you know what, if I were her, I would probably, like, want to have died, too, like, I think that was a good time for her to die. I get when the it. whole family was together, like that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I totally and then understand. Something, yeah, and then something that's a little different from that is pet deaths. Cord, do you want to talk about Scrappy? Oh yeah, um, <laughs> Scrappy. Um, I was born with a cat in my life um maybe i don't know if she was gotten right after i was born or before i was born but i grew up with this nice cute mixed with black and orange tortie cat and she would lay in my bed get under the covers and take care of me to a point where i would even say that she was like some sort of universal protector um, around towards the end of summer, I, she was, you know, skinnier than ever, and she's always been a really skinny cat. I mean, she couldn't really use, keep from using the bathroom, honestly, type of thing. I remember that and when I was over and she peed on your bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad. It was bad, but she was still my baby, and she'd still come up under the covers, and yeah and I I loved her so much and she just one day my mom told me you know it's time to bring her in and we drove there just for them to tell us oh we can't do it till tomorrow morning (laughs) oh no and it was just I went through all of it and I talked about it the same way I do now it was terrible it's sad but it's like I feel like I'm just saying that you know I 
I didn't. I, f I still feel like sometimes I didn't really feel get to feel all of that. You know, mm -hmm. I really cared so much for Scrappy, and she was like my baby. Like, and I used to cry about the fact that one day she would die. But then when she died, I feel guilty because I, I didn't cry as much as I thought. But you know, I know that it was for the best in the sense that she was really not doing as well anymore she had weak mm -hmm. bones and wasn't eating and all the all the stuff poor baby was so skinny even like during the summer when we were hanging out like months yeah. before her death yeah. like i would i would pet her like oh my god i remember one time she was underneath the covers and i like accidentally sat <laughs> on her and i was like i was terrified i thought i broke her <laughs> oh my god bro. <laughs> I heard me too. She's so fragile. I was, I cannot, I don't know what was going on, but I don't know how I didn't freak out too, because I would have like, really I think it was because we were both super duper high at the time. Yeah, it was. That's probably why I sat on her. Yeah. That was insane. Oh my god. But, um... Oh, God, but, you know, I love her so much, and she had such a nice time with me with the time that she had. It's, I don't feel I'll ever find a cat as smart as her. She'd, she'd talk to you, and she'd grab at you and hold your hand and pat your face to wake you up. I mean, it was crazy. And it's just, yeah, she just, I felt like she had some sort of understanding that other animals didn't. <laughs> and I love her. And I, st I still think she's there, you know? Like, I still feel like she's present sometimes. It's hard to explain. Like a guardian angel? Yeah, that's why I always thought she was my universal protector. Mm-hmm. Yep. What animals have you experienced the deaths of? Um, I had... This wasn't a... Okay, I had two dogs that died, and... This wasn't a pet, but I remember being really young and finding a lot of, like, baby rats in my backyard. And I wanted to keep them as a pet. And my mom mm -hmm. threw them in the trash can. Are you sure? <laughs> I just remember, yes. I mean, like, I get it because my mom hates rodents and rats are kind of disgusting. And also the rats, like, were abandoned by their mother. Their eyes hadn't even opened yet. Like, they would have died either way. Like, even oh, if we okay. took care of them. And, but I just remember, like, freaking out. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> that, like, That's, like, traumatizing. Oh it really is. Yeah, that my mom killed them. And the same, I also had this very, like, black and white viewing of the world at the time. Same thing that happened with my dog. Like, um, we put one of my, we put, I want to say both of my dogs down. But I was at school and that's when they put them down, and my parents didn't tell me. And so I come back, and I'm like, where's CJ? That's insane. And they're like, we put her down. I hate when and shit like I mean, that like, happens. I get it now, because she was having seizures. She was throwing up. She couldn't eat. So I understand that now, but because I had such a black and white view of the world, I totally flipped out over it. I, you, you know, know what that I makes mean? sense? No, it, it really does. I mean, oh, my like, God. Like, I was, like, I was screaming at my parents, like, you killed her. You killed her. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's just, 
I remember, like, the betrayal it would feel like whenever you first find out what putting down an animal is. Mm-hmm. Like, you just don't, it doesn't even make sense. It still doesn't <laughs> to me, but I just, I, mean, I know that you have to let go whenever something is in pain, you know? It's just... Yeah. Yeah, it sucks, but... Ugh, man... But what, but what does death, does death mean for us, you know, like, in what way does it keep you going in life? In what way does it make you want life to be over? I mean, I think it's like, I think it's comforting, but at the same time, it's like, it terrifies us so much that it makes us, it like forces us to be strong. Because... I was suicidal in my life for a very, very long time. And if mm-hmm. you had asked me at that point in time, like, like, would you care if you died? I would have said no. Like, obviously, I like I've tried multiple times already. And so it's like, yeah, now, like now having a death hit so close to home, like especially Nathan's, it's like, like, we really are too young for this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just, one day you're just gonna be gone. It's why I just, I, I want, I want to do everything I just want to do. And mm-hmm. It sucks. Our lives are you know, too short to kill ourselves. Yeah, our lives are too short to, you know, people always say, you know, life's too short, go out and do fun things. But life's too short to fucking do stupid things all the time. Right. Too. Life's life's about the experience and the love and the feeling smart and all those moments where you feel like you know You're on top this of the is world. It. Like yeah, all those moments where you feel like you want to fucking die because death's a part of life too, and it's coming and it's gonna fucking get you and it's gonna get everyone, everyone you know and everyone you love is gonna die one day. So why not just be who you are? Why not just do literally anything all the time? But, you know, it's just, it just sucks because you can't, you can't always just do everything. Sometimes you gotta do a math assignment. Yeah. You know? Because shit works out in the long run. (laughs) And I hate math assignments, man. (laughs) I mean, I think in a way, like, death is a comfort. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know if it's just me in my yeah. history of, like, suicide, but to, like, to anyone that has ever wished to die, knowing that you are going to die is comforting. Like, sometimes I just think, like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to wake up and eat and go to school and eat forever and sleep every single day forever. But then I realize it's not going to be forever because you know what? I'm going to die, and that's going to be the end. It were, I mean, in a Buddhist viewpoint, it's going to be the end of a new beginning. Yeah. Wow. I never thought about it that way. I feel like I feel like the way that I view my life is different in the sense that I always... Maybe it's just the optimism that I have, or maybe I haven't been super suicidal in my life before to have that kind of comfort, but I think that I look at my life like 
every new part I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. You know, even the part where I die, you know, because you have to. You have to get used to that. But I feel like my mindset is more of I want to completely enjoy the time that I have here, too. You know, I mean, I think that you think that, too, you know, but I feel like yeah. that I don't think about the other one much. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should, though. Because that makes sense. But maybe life is here to experience life, and what we don't know beyond death is there because we'll find out when we get there, regardless of whatever it is. Yep. You're right. Yeah. I think that's a good closing note. Yeah. 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 And I just want to say, because we're at 44 minutes, so, and I just want to say with our last 30 seconds... If you're experiencing suicidal thoughts, if you've been through a death, if it's comforting to you, just know that, like, you are going to die. And our lives are so short and so intimate that you might as well just, like, kind of duke it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I totally recommend seeing a psychiatrist, getting (laughs) medicated if you're feeling those sorts of things, because that honestly changed my life. I recommend falling in love, even if it hurts you. I recommend doing all the things you want to do. I recommend literally trying all the new things you want, quitting all those drugs and trying all those things that they say will cure your depression if you feel suicidal. Because, you know, if you're going to die one day and you want to die right now, why not wait to just die one day and experience all this other stuff instead of just missing out on it because you think that, you know, you're a burden or you think that, you know, nothing matters. Maybe nothing does matter and maybe that's the whole point. You know? That's good. Yeah. All right. That was A Noble Path with Kai and Cora. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.